Welcome into the lounge. I'm glad to be back. It has been a while. I, I apologize. But I got to pay the bills. But before I get into the patron account, let's open some whiskey. Let's drink some whiskey. And I've been waiting for this one for a long time. It is an old Forester single barrel. This was a Cincinnati, Ohio barrel pick. It's 90 proof. Uh, it says here that it was from floor five, warehouse K. And I've been looking forward to this bad boy, so we're gonna open it now. Uh, I have been spending the last few days, I took some time off of work. Um, and my wife and I, we went to Indiana without the kids. We found a nice little Airbnb out there. Uh, and while I was out there, I was hunting for bourbon, trying to find some rare bourbon that I can't find in Cincinnati. I found some things here and there, nothing to get too excited about. I, I found some old St. Nick, but that seemed to be everywhere I went in Indianapolis so or Indiana. So if I want to get it, I can always go back. That was retailing anywhere from 129 to 159. Uh, I picked up some, you know, some uh, some value bourbon, some that are around like 15 to 25, some early times ball and bond. I got some JW Dant, which I haven't tried yet. I heard it was good. Uh, I'll probably do that for my patron subscribers, and I'll talk about Patreon more once we pop this. So let's go ahead and pop this bad boy. See if I'm gonna pop. Oh yeah, sounds good. My Glen Karen. Oh, I get the nose right off the bat. I'll put some in the Glen Karen first. Smells citrusy, a little orange citrus. I can smell spices, like pepper spice. Maybe some tobacco, let's see what it tastes like. Goes down smooth. For 90 proof has a little burn. It's decent. Now, any barrel pick, they're all going to be different. Um, you know, every barrel has its own unique flavor. So when you just get a barrel pick, it's bottles just from that barrel. So whoever picked this barrel really liked the notes that they pulled from this. Not bad, not bad. Let's put it over ice, see if it opens up a little bit. A lot of bourbons will open up over ice. You know, so that's usually how I drink my bourbon anyways, over ice. I just like, I like my bourbon cold. I like it to open up. As you can see behind me, I have the two bottles of E.H. Taylor. Those are for the second place prizes in the bourbon bowl. I was looking for some first place prizes. Couldn't pull anything rare. Saw some Blanton's gold, but it was behind the counter. I could not, that was not for sale. That was some lottery at some liquor store in Indiana. Uh, one bourbon I did find for any of those that have been to Indianapolis. I went, we went there at St. Elmo Steakhouse. They have a St. Elmo Cola, which is the menu described it as bourbon, cherry, vanilla, and cola. I didn't get it, but it was really popular. So when I was browsing for bourbon, they actually had the St. Elmo has their own bourbon. And it says St. Elmo Steakhouse Bourbon. It's bourbon whiskey with dark cherry and bourbon vanilla beans. And it comes in as 88 proof. 
And basically it says on the back, it's got the recipe for the cola. It's fill a glass with ice, add two ounces of this St. Elmo bourbon, fill the glass with cola, and garnish with two cherries. So I'm going to be having that tonight. We're going to grill a little bit tonight. I'm going to try that. But tonight I'm drinking the straight bourbon whiskey. So back to the Patreon page. So I got to pay the bills. I got to get some money. And I know you want some better lighting for these podcasts. I need to get some better editing software for for uh, the podcast as well. Lights, all kind of different things. So I figured I was going to drop a Patreon page for those that want to follow and I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do a $2, a $5, and then probably a bourbon whiskey club at $20 where I send out some samples of the bourbon whiskey uh, that I try every every time I podcast. Probably send out two samples a month. But listen, it's, it's $2 a month for the minimum. If you do that for the whole year, you don't even have to commit for the entire 12 months. But if you do commit for the entire 12 months, um, you know, that's $24, less than 25 bucks. Uh, you know, you break that down per day. It's, you know, really, really, really cheap. Uh, and what I'm hoping to do is not only are you going to have, you know, insights, I'm going to have um, different things to provide, but I'm going to drop a video every night on Patreon. Uh, I have dropped two already. One was talking about offensive linemen. The other, I cracked a bottle of Woodford Reserve Double Oak Barrel Pick. So, I, so I'll do some samples on patreon uh, because i want to drop every night so it's going to be sometimes i'm going to talk in length about some things sometimes it's just going to be a quick video maybe it's some thoughts maybe it's something relevant maybe i'm trying some saint elmo bourbon and cola and just want to kind of go over the the tasting notes and let you know how i feel but there will be something every night there's going to be plenty to take away so for two dollars you basically get entry level you'll have access to me anytime you want to get in touch with me you'll have access to me uh, if you're part of the roto lounge family no matter what level you jump in at you'll have access to me uh, five dollars you'll get a little more it'll include some draft kits and then if we do the whiskey club you know that's going to be the the whiskey connoisseurs of the group and you're going to have a chance to get some samples uh, from the roto lounge that i try during the podcast and the video. So tonight I'm going to go over my must draft players per round. You know, sometimes if you hear these mock draft podcasts, they'll mock draft based on who is available at that pick. But what I want to do is I'm going to go to fantasy pros. I'm going to break it down by 12 players at a time as if we're in a 12 man PPR league. And I'm going to, uh, let you know what players that I'm that I want to target in those rounds, and then if they fall, obviously they'll be my target in the second round. Because I don't know what pick you're going to have, I don't know what pick I'm going to have in redraft. Uh, so I'm going to highlight players that I want in each round. We're going to go by Fantasy Pros ADP, and I'm going to key that up. And you get yourself a drink, and then we'll get started. So this bourbon's opened up a little bit. Uh, I am really getting into 100 proof uh, bourbon. So 90 proof is a little tame for me. Uh, in Indiana, I found some Elijah Craig bottle and, or barrel proof uh, B120 or B520 because A120 was the first one. The A120 was 136 proof. The one I just pulled was 127 proof. 
Uh, I really like it. Uh, so, you know, when you're drinking 125 proof on ice, it's it's not even close to the same as, you know, 90 proof on ice. So, but everyone's palate's different. So this may be, it's really smooth. This may be an excellent choice for someone that's looking for bourbons under, you know, 100, 100 proof. So, all right, so let's get started. So I'm going to go players 1 through 12. Depending on your pick, I'm going to talk about who I like. I'm not going to as much talk about who I don't like. Uh, and I, I'm going to hit maybe a few stats just so I can burn through some of these picks. If it goes too long, probably going to have to set it into several podcasts. So here we go. All right. So obviously, first pick, Christian McCaffrey. Any PPR league, the 1-1 would be him or Saquon. Look, if you want to go Saquon number one, I'm not going to knock it. You know, Joe Brady's coming into Carolina. They're going to change the offense around. Perhaps they don't ride Christian McCaffrey like Rivera and his uh, regimen did. But uh, Barkley is is poised for a big season. So if, if you want to take Barkley first, I'm not knocking that. Christian McCaffrey first, I'm not knocking that either. So I want those two. Down at three, Michael Thomas. I'm not reaching for a wide receiver this early. Four, Zeke Elliott. I do like Zeke Elliott. I think he has the potential to be the 1-1 running back this season. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to – I don't want to take him over one or two. I just feel like Christian and Saquon may be safer. Um, you know, Tony Pollard is there. I'm not sure exactly how McCarthy is going to use Pollard. So when you're drafting in the first, second, third round, you kind of want to draft safe. Uh, you know, you want to make sure you have that floor with also a possible ceiling, uh, and then really take some risks later on in the draft. Now, we don't know how COVID is going to affect us this year, but you know, going into the season, I'm going to make this draft based on what I think is going to happen without COVID. But again, any, anyone guess what's going to happen. So Zeke, I'm going to take him. Alvin Kamara at five. I think Alvin Kamara is a safe bet. PPR points. I think he has a nice floor. Dalvin Cook, he would be all right. I'm not really targeting him. If you listened to me last year, our breakout podcast, uh, Dalvin Cook was one of my top breakouts last year. I felt you could get him in the second round. He would return first round value. Um, I said, I think I predicted top three running backs. I think he ended up top five. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but his value skyrocketed. So now he's going as a sixth player off the board. I don't want to take him as a sixth player off the board. Um, now, if you're picking six, if if the top five, you know, if McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, and Kamara are gone and you're at six, I probably will consider Dalvin Cook here. A seven, probably consider Derrick Henry. But a lot of the players I like are at the end of the first round, so I can't knock you if you go Dalvin Cook six overall or Derrick Henry seventh overall. A nice running back should have a nice floor, should be a safe every week start that you can just set it and forget it. Number eight, Devontae Adams. I'm not a fan of Devontae Adams. I wasn't a fan of Devontae Adams last year based on LaFleur's offensive scheme. Yes, he is the only wide receiver in Green Bay, so he could have a great season. I just don't trust the situation, so I'm just not going to risk taking Devontae Adams that high. New Hopkins, number nine, change of scenery. Now he's in Arizona. He's not going to be the focal point of the offense like he was in Houston. I'm going to pass there. Tyreek Hill, 10, I'm passing there. Number 11, Joe Mixon. I really like Joe Mixon this year. Uh, last year, before the season ended, I was I was uh, really hyping Joe Mixon as a top running back for the 2020 season. 
I wasn't sure if he was going to hold out, so I haven't been hyping him this year. It looks like he's going to go into camp and play. On one of my previous podcasts, actually, I don't know if it was a tweet, previous podcast or a patron podcast, but I looked at Kenyon Drake's stats from the time that he joined Arizona in week nine up until week 17, and he was, I believe, the fourth best fantasy back that included a bye week the fourth best fantasy back from weeks nine to 17. Number five on that list was Joe Mixon. Okay. Joe Mixon is going to be the center of the offense. And if AJ Green comes back, I think it's better for the real football than it is for fantasy football. I think AJ Green is going to take some attention away from a safety, uh, maybe a top cornerback. I'm not sure he's going to be the fantasy player that we remember or want him to be, but I think, you know, with him and, and um, Tyler Boyd, I th- I think Joe Mixon is going to have a really good season. And with some of the offensive linemen returning, I know the number one pick last year is now returning. I really like Joe Mixon this year. I mean, I know it's not fancy. I know it's not pretty. But again, like I said, last year from week nine to 17, he was the fifth best fantasy back. If he can stay healthy, they're going to rely on him with Joe Burrow, uh, you know, being inexperienced. We can see some dump offs to Joe Mixon. We can see them, you know, pound the ball with Joe Mixon. Um, so I really do like Joe Mixon. I would consider at six overall, I would debate Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Okay. Now I know looking at last year, Dalvin Cook is clearly the top back because of what he did last year, but there's Madison there. Okay. You know, Dalvin Cook, we got value out of him last year. We squeezed that orange. We got all the juice out of that orange last year, okay? It helped us win championships. You just can't go back to the well all the time, all right? There are certain situations where you have to move on. You have to look forward, not in the past. And I think Joe Mixon could be that player this year that could finish top five, top six type running back. Um, And I would actually debate taking him over Dalvin Cook, if I got the sixth pick, I'd have to really think about it. Um, I would take him over Derrick Henry for sure. Um, so at number 11, I would take Joe Mixon. Now, number 12, ending the first round is Miles Sanders. I actually like Nick Chubb over Miles Sanders, but Miles Sanders, I think they're going to ride Miles Sanders. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, so at 12, if I was at 12 and, and Miles Sanders was there and Nick Chubb was there, I would debate. Now, I think uh, Miles Sanders probably... Uh, jumps him because of the receiving, and, and I can't knock you for that. But again, Miles Sanders has done it for half a year. Nick Chubb, you know, was a few yards away from the rushing title. So if Stefanski, or um, yeah, Stefanski comes in, completely changes the offense. They got you know Hooper. They got a new offensive line, or added to the offensive line. I think Chubb is going to have a really big season this year. And I would not hesitate to take him number 12 overall over Miles Sanders. Recap. All right. So first round, we want McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, Joe Mixon, and then Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders. Okay. Starting the second round, Julio Jones passing Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, like I mentioned, was the fourth highest fantasy score from weeks 9 to 17 last year once he joined the Cardinals. I think that he could have another great season. Last year, I predicted him to be a breakout player in Miami. 
He got traded. I guess he still had a breakout on a good team. So we're going to ride that. His value is still cheap, right? You're getting him in the second round. He could be a potential top 10 player. Uh, you know, I do like Chase Edmonds late in drafts if something happens to Drake. But I am going to – I would rather have Drake over Aaron Jones this year due to the fact of A.J. Dillon's arrival. Um, I would rather have uh, Kenyon Drake over Jacobs and, and several other running backs. Um, but if he falls to the second round and you have a chance to get Kenyon Drake, I'm interested there. Then is Nick's Chubb. All right, I want to. I'll take Chubb over Drake. I'll take Chubb probably around twelve. So I'll decide between. I would rather have Chubb over Derrick Henry, and I probably I probably consider taking Chubb over um, Dalvin Cook. I don't know if I would take Chubb over Mixon, so I would take Mixon there at number six. But Chubb is high on my list. So Nick Chubb, we're targeting 16 Austin Eckler. I like Austin Eckler. I think a lot of people are, you know, finding reasons to fade him. Melvin Gordon is gone. Okay. Melvin Gordon took a lot of his receptions. He took a lot of his handoffs. Eckler is going to be the bell cow this year. Uh, yes, Joshua Kelly is there. Justin Jackson is there. They're probably going to get the ball a little bit, but Eckler is the bell cow. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be the guy. Uh, so, I, you know, I think I would take Drake over Eckler, but Eckler's closed right below that. 17 is Kelsey. We're passing on Kelsey. 18 is Josh Jacobs. We're passing on Josh Jacobs. They just signed Jeremy Hill. I don't know what's going on in Las Vegas, uh, but if you listen to my rookie podcast, I wasn't high on Josh Jacobs coming out. I just didn't think that he could take the beating of the NFL. Uh, you know, I, I believe that's why he didn't see a lot of the field in Alabama. Yes, when he plays, he's electric. You know, he had several injuries last year. He had to end the season early because of a shoulder injury. Uh, you know, they re-signed, I think, Jalen Richard. They just signed Jeremy Hill. They drafted Lynn Belden Jr. And then they have Josh Jacobs. So I don't trust the situation, so I'm passing on Josh Jacobs. I don't have any of him in Dynasty either. So if you have him in Dynasty and, and you want to listen to me, uh, I'd probably move him while his stock is high because if he does come out this year and he gets injured, his stock is going to start to drop. So be careful of that. Uh, 19, Chris Godwin. We like we like Chris Godwin. We, we do like Chris Godwin. Last year, we projected him to be a breakout player. I think we got him in rounds four or five. This year, at his second round uh, draft capital, I think that he's going to return value. I think Tom Brady is going to lean on him. Um you know, he's going to be the West Welker, I believe. Now, if the Bucks go to 12-man personnel and they have O.J. Howard and they have Gronk, then that means we're going to push Godwin outside. But I just don't think Arians is going to like that type of offense. Uh, so I do like Chris Godwin again. I'm going to ride with Chris Godwin again. 20, Aaron Jones. I'm passing on Aaron Jones based on the fact that A.J. Dillon has arrived. I don't trust LaFleur. I think LaFleur may rotate those two. Uh, you know, last year, again, I was on Aaron Jones last year. So I feel like if I, if anyone can say to fade Aaron Jones this year, I, someone that was on him last year can say that. Um, I'm not jumping from bandwagon to bandwagon. I'm telling you how I see it from what I research, what I interpret from, you know, things that I see. I'm fading Aaron Jones at his, um, at his draft capital right there, at number 20 overall. Clyde Edwards-Alera, 21. I mean, we can take him 
Um, due to volume, I really like Damon Williams this year. Now Damon Williams has opted out. I just don't. I don't think Clyde Edwards is is. I don't think he's NFL material. I, my model didn't say show he was. He can't pass block. He's small. He's slow. Um, I mean, yes, he's in a great situation, but he may be exposed. Uh, so I, I don't want to invest too much in Clyde Edwards Alaire. Would I take him that early? I might just because what if I'm wrong? I might take him. Um, if you put a gun to my head, so next is Lamar Jackson. If you put a gun to my head and said, take either Clyde Edwards or Lamar Jackson, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson just because Lamar did it for a year. And I, I trust that. But if we're looking to draft a running back early, uh, I guess I'd take Clyde Edwards and just hope, hope that, uh, volume alone, um, projects him, you know, to be a top finish. Then it's Patrick Mahomes. I, I'd prefer to pass on quarterbacks this early. We never draft quarterbacks this early. Uh, George Kittle at 24. I, I do like George Kittle. I think that he's in for a big season. I'm a big fan of Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is going to put up a huge year this year. I think that teams are going to go in and try to really stop the 49ers run game. I think Jimmy G is going to come out firing. Uh, so I really do like George Kittle as his number one. You know, last year, George Kittle had three touchdowns. Imagine if he got that to 10 this year. Okay, that is a huge jump uh, it, when you add in the yards as well. So I really like George Kittle. I would build my team around a running back and a tight end if I landed George Kittle uh, in the second round. And I'm perfectly okay with that because um, there's some tight ends I like late. So if I can get a stud early, I'm fine with that. I'll take some flyers late and see what I can do there. 25, Mike Evans, going to pass on that. And Kenna Galladay. Well, we're gonna. I mean, I'd take him. I'm not targeting him, but I would take him at 26. All right. So in that round, uh, Kenyon Drake and Nick Chubb are the guys that we're focusing on if they fall. Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, Clyde Edwards, and eh, uh, George Kittle. So I, I won George Kittle over Clyde Edwards. Uh, I would not take George Kittle over Chris Godwin, um, but you know. Next one, next one, 20, round three, 27, Todd Gurley. Now, volume alone, I think that Todd Gurley is going to be successful. Uh, he made a comment saying that if the, if the uh, league wasn't safe, he was going to sit out. Now, I think the deadline might be today. It's Wednesday. I think the deadline might be today. So if Todd Gurley opts in, I'd take him in the third round. I think volume alone is going to you know provide him a safe floor. But if we do take Todd Gurley early in the draft, third round, I'm probably going to circle Brian Hill, and I'm going to take him in one of the last few rounds. Nobody's taking him right now, but I would want to handcuff Todd Gurley in case that knee starts giving him problems, and I want to go ahead and roster Brian Hill as the backup because there's already talk that some players feel like Brian Hill deserves to be the starter. He showed a lot of electricity last preseason, uh, so I... If I'm taking Todd Gurley, I want to handcuff and get Brian Hill late. Leonard Fournette. Next, I don't want Leonard Fournette. Fade Leonard Fournette. The Jags don't even like Leonard Fournette. If he was falling later than the third round, I'd probably take him because I think he might get traded. Um, they're, they're, I think that they're just going to rotate backs. I think Leonard Fournette. I think Chris Thompson that uh, Gruden brought in. And I think Raquel might get uh, some volume. So I'm actually... Proposing that you pick a Raikel late because I think that if they do, 
if they do move Fournette or they get tired of Fournette, I think Raquel moves into the starting role, could win you a uh, could win you a fantasy championship if you can start him as a running back one at the end of the year. So if the trade deadline comes and they move Fournette somewhere, Raquel jumps into the starting role. So I'd actually take Raquel late versus Leonard Fournette early. DJ Moore 29. Love DJ Moore. Always have loved DJ Moore. If you've been listening to me, you've been following me on Twitter. Love DJ Moore. But Robbie Anderson's our guy late. Uh, so if you want to pass on DJ Moore and get Robbie Anderson late, I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, but I do like DJ Moore uh, in the third round. Uh, Allen Robinson. A lot of people are hyping Allen Robinson. Yes, he has shown glimpses of, you know, being a superstar, but the quarterback position is just, I mean, it's its not anything to get excited about. You got Foles and Trubisky. Um, you know, if you're a fan, he could have a good season. You know, I, I'm not a big fan. Um, so I, I'm not really, you know, trying to get him because there's a lot of receivers late in the draft that I like uh, versus taking him early. Um, so if I had a choice between Gurley and Robinson, I'm taking Gurley. Odell Beckham, I had Odell hyped last year. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good season, uh, but he's not anyone that I'm really targeting. Chris Carson, no thank you. Adam Thielen, I do like Adam Thielen, but this seems a little bit early. Uh, I think he could be the go-to guy for Kirk Cousins, but Cousins could flip the script on us, and Justin Jefferson could be his favorite. So I do like Adam Thielen, but I would prefer to get him in the fourth round versus the third round. <clears throat> This bourbon's got a little pepper in it, making my uh, my throat scratchy. <clears throat> Let's see, 34 is Juju Smith-Schuster. I do like Juju. I think he's uh, in line for a rebound, especially if Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy. Uh, so I do like him there. <clears throat> and then Amari Cooper. Love Amari Cooper. We had Amari as a breakout last year. In that high-octane offense, he could finish as a wide receiver uh, one. Top 10 wide receiver. A lot of people are, you know, sleeping on Amari because, you know, they're excited about CeeDee Lamb. They're excited about Michael Gallup. But don't forget, Amari Cooper is an elite talent. He is an alpha elite talent. Um, and him and Dak already have the chemistry. So he's going to be the wide receiver one, in my opinion. And I would not mind having him on my team as a wide receiver one and starting him every week. Um, 36, Le'Veon Bell. We're passing there. Um, 37, David Johnson, we're passing there. 38, Melvin Gordon, we're passing there. And 39, Cooper Cup, we're going to pass there. So round three, the players I like, Todd Gurley, DJ Moore, Odell Beckham, so-so, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Amari Cooper. That's who we're going to take in round three. All right, round four. I could be way off. My math's not not right, but we're looking at uh, pick forty. James Connor, <clears throat> fourth round. If he's in the fourth round, I mean, we can take a flyer on him. I, I, I'm I'm on the edge with him. Some days I like him. Some days I don't. If he stays healthy, you know, he's probably going to be the three down back. Um, so if you see him in the fourth round, it's probably going to be a good choice, especially if you have. Let's just say your your draft is a running back, tight end, receiver. Let's just say you got um, Joe Mixon, 
and then you somehow end up getting Kittle, and then somehow in the third round you took a receiver like DJ Moore or Amari Cooper. All right, we come back round four, another running back. I'm okay with James Conner there as your second running back if you need it. If you already have two running backs, I wouldn't take the shot on on James Conner. Uh, but if if you're down to one running back in the fourth round, I'd probably pull the trigger on another running back. <clears throat> 41, A.J. Brown. He was one of the top running wide receivers last year in our rookie our rookie breakdown, uh, and I do like him. Um, I, I don't know if he's the the alpha go-to guy that everyone wants him to be. Um, I think he has big play potential. I think he also can get shut down by a number one cornerback. Um, so... I need to take a break, and I'm back. I am back, and this time I am drinking. I switched up my drink a little bit, and this thing is going to go off the rails really fast, but because that old Forester was making my my throat scratchy, I had to get some something sweeter in me, some cola, so I got the St. Elmo's Steakhouse Bourbon Whiskey. Made famous in Indianapolis right here. It's basically two ounces of their bourbon with cola and some bourbon cherries. And I'm feeling really good. So we're going to continue this mock draft. Where was I? I think I was talking about A.J. Brown. Again, I mean, I was high on A.J. Brown as a rookie. So, I mean, I I, I got to stand behind it that, you know, he's a good He's a good pick. I just, there's just so many people that are like hyping him as, you know, the next coming that, you know, I'm afraid to invest that high because, you know, I witnessed firsthand he was being shut down. When they realized who he was and put a top corner on him, they shut him down. There was a few games he had one big play. I think he had an 80-yard reverse or 80-yard. But other than that, he was held in check. So I think he's going to be consistent. I mean, I guess I would take him here. I think there's a few other receivers I'd probably rather have uh, and a few other players. So let's go down this round. Uh, so so my math's off, but I'm going to go from 40 to 52 as this round. Um, I think I'm a few behind. But James Conner, A.J. Brown, Zach Ertz, I would, I would probably pass on Ertz. Uh, we would tar- target Goddard later. Mark Andrews, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Andrews this year. You know, I think he has diabetes. Uh, there could be potential of him catching the virus uh, and then missing a lot of time. So I am gonna fade Mark Andrews this season uh, in redraft. 44 Calvin Ridley. We're on the Calvin Ridley train. Our boy Evan Silva has been hyping Ridley as the guy. The one thing I don't like about Ridley, he doesn't have breakaway game speed. He doesn't have – he's not going to beat a, a corner to the end zone. He's going to create separation, which is excellent. But once he catches the ball, he's going to get tackled. He's not going to outrun anybody to the end zone. So while I do like his volume, I don't think he's ever going to be an alpha. He's never going to be a Julio. Uh, I don't even think he's gonna ever going to be a, a Cortland Sutton. I just don't think he has what it takes – um, once he has the ball in his hands to to turn it into a big play for a touchdown, uh, unless it's a you know unless it's a, a a nine route and he's already got the DB beat and Matt Ryan puts it you know on the money, but um, 
I do like him for volume. I don't like him as like a number one receiver down the road. Um, I do like Robert Woods next. Robert Woods, I think, is going to be the guy in uh, Los Angeles. So I do like Robert Woods, especially this late. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is going to be a stud. I just don't know if it's going to be this year. Uh, and depending on how your draft lays out, I probably would take Jonathan Taylor, you know, in the fourth round. I mean, depending on what what your team looks like, what running backs are gone. I mean, by week five, Taylor should be the starter in that backfield, and he should be dominating. Uh, so I think that's really good value in, in five. So, yeah, I guess we're going to take him there. Corlin Sutton, I really like Corlin Sutton. I talked about him last year during the season. I did not hype him as a breakout, um, but he is definitely quarterback proof. Uh, he proved that any quarterback that came in, he dominated. Uh, and I don't think the addition of Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler is going to take away that much. Um, I do think Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler might be decent players. Uh, but I don't know if it's this year or not with COVID and the rookies, um, you know, having no preseason to really um, understand the playbook and the speed of the NFL. If anybody's going to take away from Sutton, I think it's going to be Jerry Judy. Now, I do like KJ Hamler as a prospect, but I do see a lot of resemblance of Tavon Austin. Uh, so I don't want to get too excited about him. Because, you know, Tavon Austin was a much better college prospect, but he just couldn't put it together in the NFL. So while KJ Hamler has the wheels, you know, I'm going to wait and see there. So I do still like Cortland Sutton, but I, I I probably would. He's not someone that I want to target. He's not someone that I have to have. If he falls in my lap, great. I think in this round for sure I'd rather have A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Jonathan Taylor, uh, so most likely Sutton's not going to you know, be a pick for us. Next is Keenan Allen. I'd probably prefer Keenan Allen over Cortland Sutton just for this year. <clears throat> you know, It's Tyrod at quarterback. It's Hunter Henry. It's Mike Williams. It's Keenan Allen. So I think Tyrod is probably going to target Keenan Allen as his go-to guy because he's going to be the one that can create separation. And that's what we're looking for in our wide receiver one. So Keenan Allen's probably my pick over Cortland Sutton. <clears throat> Devin Singletary, no thank you. Now, if Zach Moss can't pick up the offense, Singletary could have a lot of value early on in the season. But I think as the season winds down and Zach Moss gets acclimated to the offense, I think you can see Devin Singletary's uh, value going down. If you want to take a shot at him you know, this early, I would say, um, go for it. But, but I definitely would would say do not do it, especially if you have a, a running back named John, like Jonathan Taylor in the same round. Jonathan Taylor has potential to be a top 10 running back. Devin Singletary, I just don't see it. He doesn't have breakaway speed. You know, he he's not, he's going to have some big plays. I don't think he's going to be used at the goal line. So to me, he's a Tarek, Tariq Cohen type back. Um, and, and Tariq Cohen as a rookie was hyped. And then every year that he's, you know, been on the roster, he's slowly losing value and slowly losing value. And I think Devin Single is going to be that same type of back where every year he's going to slowly lose a little bit of value uh, until eventually he's kind of irrelevant in fantasy uh, leagues. <clears throat> Tyler Lockett's next. I do like Tyler Lockett. He is the guy for Russell Wilson, but 
He's not someone that I'm targeting. Okay. The the Seahawks, they signed Greg Olson. I really like him as a sleeper tight end. I think if Russell Wilson has a tight end that he can rely on, that can stay healthy, I think that's going to be the guy that he likes to go to. They're also talking about bringing Josh Gordon back. They're also looking into Antonio Brown. There's also DK Metcalf there. You know, so there's a lot of, you know, receivers in that offense. And I just don't want to invest in Tyler Lockett this year. Last year, I did like him. There's just a lot this year that, uh, you know, gives me pause. And I think a lot of it's going to fall on Greg Olson because I think Greg Olson is going to be a very valuable tight end pick later in drafts. Uh, last year, when when Will Disley got injured, I believe he was leading the NFL in touchdowns for tight ends with four. He was also second on the team with receptions and third on the team in yards. Okay. Russell Wilson likes a tight end that he can rely on. I think it's going to be Greg Olson this year. So I think we're going to have huge value getting Greg Olson late. Uh, so if I'm going to target any type of Seattle pass catcher, it's going to be based on value. It's going to be Josh Gordon very, 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 very late. And it's going to be Greg Olson very, very late. All right. Next up, DK Metcalf. No, I'm passing on DK Metcalf. He he has all the physical attributes to be a beast. You know, I just need to see it again. All right. As a rookie, I knocked him. I didn't think he had a good route tree. I didn't think he could create separation. I didn't think he had reliable hands. He's had some, you know, suspect hands last year. He dropped some wide open passes. Uh, he can create separation on the deep pass, but. It worries me when Seattle's talking about bringing in uh, Josh Gordon back or you know doing the research on Antonio Brown. It just tells me they're not confident that they have a number one receiver there yet. I don't know if DK Metcalf is going to be that guy. I know there's a lot of hype around DK Metcalf. I faded him as a rookie, so I'm sticking to that. Um, he hasn't shown me as much to to really. You know, change my tune. Yes, he had some good plays, um, but he needs to bring consistency. The NFL is about consistency, and if he has some big drops, quarterbacks, Russell Wilson specifically, is going to go to other receivers. Uh, so he needs to make sure he gets that consistency. So if he if he shows that in year two, I'll probably change my tune. In year three, I'll be like, okay, you know, where's DK Metcalf? He's probably too expensive in Dynasty but I can probably get him in redrafts, um, but I need to see it again, okay? And number 52, DJ Chark. I took DJ Chark in the Scott Fishbowl. I stacked him with Gardner Minshew. I like that uh, opportunity to stack the quarterback and the number one receiver. He has great potential in my model. His ceiling is a top um, 24 wide receiver. Last year, he finished top 17. So can he improve from that? Uh, he certainly can. Um, but again, my model basically stated that his ceiling is wide receiver 13. And that's huge value in the fifth round. Um, so I'd be willing to take DJ Chark uh, in, in this round for sure. So <clears throat> let's recap the round. James Conner, if you need a running back. A.J. Brown, if you believe in the hype. There are a few other receivers I'd like better than him. Uh, and that I include Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. Then there's Jonathan Taylor. I'd probably take AJ Brown over Cortland Sutton. Um, and I'd probably take him over Keenan Allen, but I think I'd rather have Calvin Ridley and Robert Woods over AJ Brown. 
Um, that could be a mistake, but there's a player in Tennessee that I like that I'm targeting late because I think Tannehill might lean on this position, and we'll talk about when we get there, um, and that's one reason why I'm kind of not excited about A.J. Brown because there's another Titan that I want. Especially if you get Derrick Henry, you don't want to keep stacking tight, uh, Titans. Uh, if you got Derrick Henry, I definitely fade A.J. Brown. Uh, if you don't have him and, and you know you need a player that has bye week seven, A.J. Brown has bye week seven. Um, Jonathan Taylor has bye week seven. So no one in that round has bye week seven. So look at your roster, uh, especially the first few rounds. You, you kind of want to avoid the same bye week so that all your stars are playing uh, together <clears throat> and you don't have you know bye week issues. So in that scenario, I would take A.J. Brown. All right. Next round, we're starting at uh, 53, T.Y. Hilton. We're going to pass on T.Y. Hilton. Um, I do like Rivers as a breakout player. But there's other players that I like. All right, Philip Redvers is surrounded by Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Himes, Paris Campbell, Jack Doyle, T.Y. Hilton, Trey Burton. There's so many people there. I don't think T.Y. is going to be the player that we remember with Andrew Luck. He's getting older. We're just going to fade T.Y. Probably from here on out, you know, T.Y. is not going to be on any of my targets. Uh, he's just getting older. Um, and there's no reason to really invest in him. I, I think that uh, his ceiling was hit when Luck was there. I just don't see Rivers as being that guy that can throw it deep. Um, so I'm fading him. Mark Ingram at 54. Last year we talked about the Ravens offense, the running game. We love the Ravens uh, running game. You know, I would take Mark Ingram. I'm not excited about him. They added um, J.K. Dobbins. Justice Hill is another year older, and you're going to hear me say this now. I got some bourbon in me. Uh, I have not posted this yet, but try not to choke when I say this. I would not be surprised if Justice Hill ends up being better than J.K. Dobbins. That is hot. That is very hot. I'm not a J.K. Dobbins fan. He's in the ideal offense for him the the rpo with lamar jackson but i think that justice hill has better metrics i think he's a better athlete if justice hill was on ohio state if justice hill played for ohio state would he be hyped like jk dobbins i don't know he played for oklahoma state so you know, the Ravens have Ingram, the Ravens have Justice Hill, the Ravens have J.K. Doppins, the Ravens have Gus Edwards. I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't give up on Justice Hill. That's my point. Do not give up on Justice Hill. I'm not gonna be posting this all over the place because, you know, it's a very hot take. But personally, I would not be surprised if Justice Hill outperforms J.K. Dobbins. So, take it for what it's worth. Stash some Justice Hill in your dynasty. He's absolutely free, uh, especially with people loving J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. You can probably get him for pennies on the dollar. Late fourth-round picks for Justice Hill. Could be a stash. Nobody wants to do it, uh, but you hear it in the Roto Lounge. Uh, next up, Russell Wilson. I'm going to... I do like Russell Wilson, but it's they're a run first team, even though they their running backs are, you know, 
banged up. We don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to pass on Russell because there's other quarterbacks that I like. And there's other skill positions that I would rather have in this round. And the next one is David Montgomery. We talked about David Montgomery, a late round, dra- a late round running back pick that could help win your league. Uh, he's going to get the volume. I believe he had as many uh, carries inside the five last year as Zeke. Uh, some stat like that that I mentioned. Um, I think that the Bears are going to revolve their offense around David Montgomery. Yes, he's not exciting. He doesn't have breakaway speed, uh, but he could be like that Jordan Howard was as a rookie, you know, where he just pounds the ball out, you know, over you know a thousand yards and and uh, x amount of touchdowns. And I think he could be very valuable for your fantasy team. So I'm taking David Montgomery over Mark Ingram. I'm taking David Montgomery over Russell Wilson. Next up, Darren Waller. I'm taking David Montgomery over Darren Waller. I don't think he's going to repeat what he did last year. When he was the man, he was the man, right? Antonio Brown was going to be the offense. It turned to Darren Waller, but the emergence of Hunter Renfro late in the season uh, when Tyrell Williams was the guy, uh, I don't think that uh, Waller is going to be as targeted as he was last year. They've added rugs. They've added Brian Edwards. They've added Lynn Bowden Jr. They added Jason Witten. Our boy Foster Moreau is back. So I'm just fading. I'm fading Darren Waller. I, I can't help it. I'm fading Darren Waller. Um, next up is Dak Prescott. We want Dak Prescott. Last year, he was one of my breakout players. I talked about how he, Zeke, and Amari could be all in the top 10. And I believe it happened. I believe Zeke was five, Dak was somewhere in there, and I think Amari was either 10 or 11 uh, wide receiver. So listen, it, the Roto Lounge, I'm going to lead you down the right path. It might not seem, right? It might not seem like the right path. You might be like walking by a bunch of corn stalks and 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 you might seem lost, you know, like you're in bumfuck Indiana. Trust me, I've been there. But just trust me, just trust me when I say that I'm going to lead you down the right path. And when you get to that final destination, when you, when you sort through all the corn stalks, right, and you're down this trail, you know, and you hear the roosters and, and, and the pigs growling on the side, you're going to get to the end of this path and you're going to have a whole big bucket of fucking bourbon. And you're going to know that the Roto Lounge led you down the right path. And that's what I'm telling you about Dak Prescott. We're riding him again with Mike McCarthy. They're going to air it out. He's got Cooper. He's got Gallup. He's got CeeDee Lamb. He's got Blake Jarwin. He's got Zeke Elliott. He's got Tony Pollard. He is going to have a great season. And this is where we're probably going to target our quarterback one. What are we, fifth round? Dak Prescott. Last year we were getting him in, oh my gosh, what, round 9, 10? And there's going to be some quarterbacks that that I'm going to point you to that we can get in the end of the uh, draft. Um, but I just think Zach, I just think Dak is going to have a, a huge season, a top five fantasy season. Um, so to get him in this round, um, that's who we want to target. Next up is Kyler Murray. Last year, Roto Lounge, we hyped Kyler Murray as the number one overall fantasy football quarterback that was extremely hot a lot of people were calling him a bust but 
the fact that I was calling him out as number one, if anything, it would have put him on your radar and you would have been able to get him in round 10, round nine. Uh, and he did finish as quarterback seven. So while that was an extreme hot take, at least it put you uh, put him on your radar uh, and you would have added him to your redraft leagues. And, you know, he had some really good, good weeks. Um, he should be better this year. I do prefer Dak over him this year, um, but I would say Kyler Murray um, if you know if you want to take him there. Then Terry McLaurin, I think Terry McLaurin by default is going to get the majority of that offense, the passing offense anyway. So you know I wouldn't mind taking Terry McLaurin. There's players I like over Terry McLaurin, and, and I'll try to name them. But this late, you know, he could end up being you know a, a top 24 wide receiver. So. Uh, he could be a wide receiver too. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver, uh, but I think top 24 is definitely in a range of outcomes for him. DeAndre Swift, I am passing on DeAndre Swift. Um, let's see. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm passing on Deshaun Watson. He's lost Nook Hopkins, which was the safety valve. Yes, he has Brandon Cooks, which I do like Brandon Cooks. Randall Cobb, Will Fuller. David Johnson. I just don't think it's going to be the same offense. Um, so I'm going to, you know, avoid Deshaun Watson. Next is Devontae Parker. If if YOLO, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback, okay, I'm down. Uh, but, you know, he had a good season. He had a good half a season. They signed him for a big contract. I don't know what to think with Devontae Parker. If you like him, take him. I'm not going to go out of my way to, uh, to go after him. Raheem Mostert. They restructured his contract, but that does not forgive the fact that a healthy Jared McKinnon is back. Tevin Coleman has not opted out yet. As long as they have a three-headed monster there, I'm not going to to jump on Raheem Mostert. I'll let somebody else do it, and I'm going to target Jared McKinnon late. Now, last year, if you remember, no, I did not hype Raheem Mostert, but I did tell you to avoid Coleman early and take Breda late. Breda was going to be the better value. Breda had some good games, kind of fell behind. Coleman had some good games. So it was probably a wash, but I'm going to go with the cheapest running back and uh, and take Jared McKinnon late. Next is Stephon Diggs. While I do like the Diggs, I think he's going to have a good season. I'm probably just going to fade him here. Uh, there's other receivers that I like. Um, in this round, there's just more valuable players than to take uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, and then 66, Kareem Hunt. We talked about Kareem Hunt as a late late round running back. If something happens to Chubb, I don't know how this new coaching staff is going to use Kareem Hunt. A lot of people want Kareem Hunt to be the same running back he was in Kansas City, uh, but that's not the case, right? He's got an extremely talented running back ahead of him, Nick Chubb. Are the coaches going to pull Nick Chubb off the field to let Kareem Hunt play? I don't know. Uh, I know some people want that to happen. Uh, but what I would bet is that Kareem Hunt would see the field if Chubb gets injured. So do we want to take the shot on that um, in round five? I probably would push that to round six because in this round, these are all the players I would rather have. David Montgomery. Uh, I'd probably rather have Mark Ingram than Kareem Hunt. Uh, we definitely want to target Dak Prescott in this round. Uh, Kyler Murray, if you like him. Terry McLaurin, if you like him. 
and really then Kareem Hunt. So this round, we want David Montgomery and we want Dak Prescott if we have the choice. All right, going into the next round, <clears throat> starting at pick 67, A.J. Green. Now, I'm a big fan of A.J. Green from his past performances. A.J. Green in Dynasty uh, helped me win several championships. I took him at the 101 the year that he came out. But I think his time has passed him by. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be recovered from this ankle injury to really be that dominant force that we want him to be. I think it's Tyler Boyd's offense. Tyler Boyd is who I want, uh, and I can get him in the same round. Tyler Boyd is who I want all day long. The Bengals' new coaching staff gave Tyler Boyd a four-year extension at $40 million, showing me that he is the man. Cincinnati... They gave A.J. Green the franchise tag only because they have one of the worst owners in sports and Mike Brown, and he doesn't want A.J. Green to play for any other team other than the Bengals, so they're giving him the franchise tag, hoping that he retires as a Cincinnati Bengal. I think A.J. Green is going to be a better real player than he is fantasy player, so I'm fading him uh, at the top of this round. Next up is Cam Akers. We love Cam Akers as a rookie. I think Cam Akers is going to be a really good NFL back. I just don't know what he's going to do as a rookie. Uh, you know, I know McVay is going to let Daryl Henderson run the ball a little bit. He knows the offense. I'm not a big fan of Henderson at all. He's going to let Malcolm Brown run the ball. Malcolm Brown, uh, not a big fan of his either. Cam Akers could essentially just overtake both of these running backs and just be a stud from week one and just surprise the entire fantasy football industry and just dominate. I mean, I think Cam is that good, but I'm just worried a little bit that it might not happen his first year. I mean, acclimating to the NFL, the speed of the NFL, learning offenses, especially in a season where there's no preseason uh, and, and COVID, it's just a lot to ask of a rookie to really come in and dominate. Um, so while I would take him, there's a few players in this round I would take over him. Um, and one of those being Ronald Jones and Ronald Jones is, is at 76 right now and Cam Akers at, at 68. So we'll talk about Ronald Jones when we get there. Uh, but 69 is Jarvis Landry. I'm going to fade Jarvis Landry this year. Number 70 is Hollywood Brown. I really do like Hollywood Brown. I think he's going to be the go-to receiver, uh, for Lamar Jackson. And, um, he's healthy this year. Last year he came in, you know, with the Liz Frank injury, uh, in limited offseason because of that. So I think Hollywood is going to be, you know, a good asset in fantasy leagues this year. Now, this is one thing that I'm really, you know, trying to hang my hat on this year is that with COVID and all and, and short practices and short preseasons and, and short scrimmages, I really think these players with a lot of speed are really going to have a huge impact this season. Uh, one thing that you'll notice when you watch every single season of NFL, the first week the first second week the third week when defenses are not on the same page when cornerbacks and safeties are not on the same page you're going to see a lot of uh miscommunication and 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 laps in coverage and you're going to see a lot of these speed burners really exploit uh defensive backs because they're going to you know run a, a route the safety's going to think the cornerback's going to stay with them the cornerback thinks the safety's going with them the, you know the receiver breaks deep and there's nobody around him so I think that could be not only the first few weeks of the season, but I think that could go on for a lot of the season, especially if you see a lot of 
defensive players going down with COVID um, and not having that communication, I think the speed burners really are going to take advantage of that because they're just going to be doing out and ups. They're going to do post corners. Uh, a lot of routes that are really going to you know, exploit that communication between defensive backs and safety. So I think Hollywood's going to have a nice season. I think uh, Henry Ruggs is going to have a nice season. Um, I think if John Ross can stay healthy, he's going to have a nice season. All these guys that run the 4-3, 40-yard dash, I think he has 4-3-5 speed or 4-4 or speed. Uh, these receivers that are really going to be able to take advantage of those defensive backs um, that also have some skill, that also have uh, NFL talent, I think are going to have really good seasons. Next up is Evan Ingram. I like Evan Ingram if you haven't taken a tight end this late. Uh, go ahead and pull the trigger on Evan Ingram. Uh, next, Julian Edelman. I'm going to pass on Julian Edelman. Next is Tyler Boyd at 73. We love Tyler Boyd this season. Tyler Boyd could be a breakout wide receiver. Move him up your draft boards. We would probably even take him in a round previous to this. Let me scroll up here. Let's see. After DJ Chark. I'm taking uh, – I'd take Tyler Boyd over Terry McLaurin. I'd take Tyler Boyd over Devontae Parker. I'd take Tyler Boyd over Stephon Diggs. I'd take Boyd over A.J. Green and Landry. I would even take Tyler Boyd over Marquise Brown just because I think he's going to be a bigger part of the offense. So we'll move Tyler Boyd to the top of this round, drop Hollywood down a little bit. Next is Rob Gronkowski. I think Gronkowski is going to have a good season. He had a season off, him and Tom Brady – uh, they have a love affair together. I think Brady's going to target him a lot. He's a safety valve. So I would go ahead. I would pull the trigger on like Ronald Jones as a rookie. I did not like Ronald Jones in his second year, but he has shown the growth and the improvement that I would be foolish not to start to pay attention. And it's one thing that you have to understand when you're following fantasy analysts or fanalists or whatever. Just because someone didn't like a player or they liked a player, you cannot stick to your guns. You have to you have to evaluate what's going on around these players, their improvement, or or if they're not showing any improvement. And you have to be willing to pivot. And if it's swallowing your pride, it's swallowing your pride. But what I'm here to do is I'm here to help you win a fantasy championship. And if I tell you that I think Ronald Jones is going to turn the corner and become a good fantasy back, that's what I'm going to tell you. I'll openly admit I was not a fan of Ronald Jones his first year or his second year at all. I have zero, I have zero shares of Ronald Jones in Dynasty. But the dude's like 23 years old. Okay, in college, he wasn't asked to pass block. He wasn't even asked to catch the ball that much. Those are two skills that he was not good at. But as a pro in the offseason, he spends his days and his hours and his time perfecting pass blocking and improving his catching. And we're going to see those results this year. He is going to go into the season as the Bucks number one running back. His biggest downfall is his inconsistency. If he continues to be inconsistent, all right, after year three, hey, we'll fade him completely. There's probably no uh, improving if he doesn't you know, show signs year three. But this is the year to target him, especially this late when he is going to be the number one back on that team. They signed LaShawn McCoy. 
that's that does that does not scare us. That is, that's not a threat to Ronald Jones. That is a emergency veteran in case Ronald Jones completely fails and Keyshawn Bond cannot pick up the offense. Okay, do not worry about Lashawn McCoy. The pecking order, in my opinion, is Ronald Jones is going to get the chance to be the starting back, whether it's first and second down. Uh, Arians is going to want him to play all three downs. So they're going to give him opportunity. Can you pick up blitzes? Can you catch the football out of the backfield? If he can do that, Ronald Jones is going to be a three-down back, and he's going to have a Dalvin Cook-type breakout season. Remember that. If he can't pick up the, the pass blocking and the catching, I think that uh, Dare Agumbawale is going to take over on third downs, um, and, and Rojo is going to be you know, just used on first and second downs. Uh, now, if Ronald Jones struggles on first and second down, then I think you're going to see Keyshawn Vaughn slowly come in, take some plays away from him, and they're going to see if he can be a three-down back. I'm not scared of Dario Agumbawale. I'm not really scared of uh, Keyshawn Vaughn this season. It's Rojo's job to lose. And and with his breakaway speed, um, I believe that he has a potential to have a Dalvin Cook-type breakout and this late in drafts is an absolute smash draft. If he's available this late, what are we in round six, six or seven? Draft Ronald Jones and don't think twice about it. This is the one player I'm putting my stamp of approval on. And if he busts, then you can either not follow me or you can tell me that I fucking don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All right. Bye, Ronald Jones. Damn it. Next, James White passing. All right, what do we start this round? 67. All right, so we're going to 79. Tyler Higby. I'm fading Tyler Higby. Uh, there's just too much hype around him. If he blows up, hey, he blows up. But I- I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take him um, this early. 79. Darius Geis. Um, I'd rather have Ronald Jones. I, I made a tweet that Darius Geis was uh, being drafted above Ronald Jones, and that clearly has since changed because Ronald Jones is now RB30 and Darius Geis is RB32. Now, Arians came out today and said that Rojo is the starter. So I would expect to see Ronald Jones's um, ADP move up probably a whole nother round. Uh, for those that are late to the party, um, they're going to want to get some Ronald Jones. So don't say that I didn't warn you. All right. Next round, we're starting with Tom Brady. Uh, I do like Tom Brady, okay? Um, he has so many weapons. He has Godwin. He has Evans. He has Gronk. Uh, that's more weapons than he's ever had. I believe last year he was either 10th or 12th quarterback. Uh, I think he clearly sees top 10 this year as long as he stays healthy. And I think it's going to be a high scoring. I mean, Arians has put out... Every quarterback Arians has had has really good fantasy seasons. I mean, he had Palmer. Uh, Carlson Palmer was putting up great fantasy seasons. So Tom Brady should definitely be on our radar uh, this late. Uh, next is Drew Brees. I'd rather have Brady uh, than Will Fuller. No, Hunter Henry. No, Matt Ryan. Yes, we want Matt Ryan because if Gurley uh, suffers a setback and they're clearly pass mode, it's going to benefit Matt Ryan the most. But if Gurley does stay healthy, Gurley is a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. So, again, that benefits Matt Ryan. So this late, love Matt Ryan. 
at 84th overall. Next is Debo Samuel. Uh, I do like Debo Samuel only because I like Jimmy G. But Debo it could miss several games if he has no setbacks. He's going to miss some games, and that's even with no setbacks. So if he does have a setback, it could prolong into the season. And at that point, we're taking Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I have stacked Jimmy G and Brandon Ayuk in several leagues, the Scott Fish Bowl and my Bourbon Bowls. Uh, I really think that could be a, a hot connection this season. I think that Shanahan is going to get Ayuk the ball early and often and let him perform after the catch. Uh, he has a huge wingspan, and he has speed, so we're talking about bubble screens, quick slants, posts. Uh, we could see Ayuk do just three routes. If he can master three routes in the NFL, I think he's still going to have a huge season uh, if Debo has some setbacks. Uh, next up is Josh Allen. We do love Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen could be a top five quarterback this year with his rushing upside. Um, things are going to change a little bit with Diggs coming in, with Zach Moss coming in, but Josh Allen is uh, a grinder, and he's going to do everything he can to win football games, and that means running the football when he needs to. Uh, quarterback sneaks into the end zone, uh, broken plays, taken off with your legs. Um, so I do like Josh Allen this late. I would rather have Josh Allen this late versus, uh, you know, Russell Wilson a round or two earlier um, because I think Josh Allen last year he finished as quarterback six. I think that he could finish six again, uh, but certainly in the top 10. And if you're talking about, you know, Russell Wilson in the top 10 versus a Josh Allen in the top 10, uh, or Tom Brady in the top 10, you take the quarterback later because you stock up on those skill positions earlier, uh, and then you take your quarterback later in the draft. So uh, Josh Allen behind Brady and Breeze, uh, that's a no-brainer. I'm probably taking Josh Allen before both of those players. I would probably rank Josh Allen right behind Dak Prescott in my pecking order. Uh, so I would take Dak, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, um, in that order, um, and get your quarterback late. But there's also some other sleeper quarterbacks that we're going to take late. So if you like skill position players, I cannot knock you. But Josh Allen at 86 overall is pretty damn late. Uh, that's excellent value. I don't know if I would let him slip out of my my reach if I got into this. If I got into this round and there was no quarter and I had no quarterbacks. And my choices were Brady, Breeze, Ryan, Josh Allen, uh, and Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Josh Allen every time. Every single time I'm taking Josh Allen. Uh, next, I would take Tom Brady, uh, and then probably Matt Ryan, and then Drew Brees um, because they have a high-scoring offense. All right, moving on. Tariq Cohen, no, we're passing. Brandon Cooks, very, very, very uh, sleeper potential this late Everywhere he's gone, he's been a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, if he can stay healthy, this could be a steal pick. He's going as wide receiver 36, uh, and if he stays healthy, he could easily, easily be the number one receiver on the Texans offense and finish in the top 24. So if you know your quarterbacks are gone, which you're going to be able to get a quarterback this round, no doubt. So if you don't have a quarterback yet, you might even be able to wait one more round, uh, grab Brandon Cooks here, stash him as a flex player um they're going to need to go to him because they don't have they have limited receiving 
options. I mean, they have Will Fuller, who's never been able to stay healthy. They have Randall Cobb, who's getting old, who could also um, have you know injury concerns. Uh, he's been dealing with some ankle injuries, I believe. Um, so Brandon Cooks could be the guy this late. It's a no-brainer. Uh, next is J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to pass on him as a rookie. Jordan Howard. For those uh, zero running back truthers, Jordan Howard would be a good pick. But Jordan Howard is going to be running behind the worst offensive line that he's ever rushed behind. To fade running backs, okay, Jordan Howard is a potential target. But when you're starting from scratch and and it's a one-quarterback league PPR, Jordan Howard is not even on our radar. Just don't even think about drafting Jordan Howard. Yes, he might have some good games, and he may be reliable, but... I'm stocking up on skilled players in the first few rounds. I'd rather take a quarterback in this round than Jordan Howard, um, you know, to ensure that I have that quarterback that I can rely on. Next is Marvin Jones. He's getting a lot of love when he's healthy. He's good. Uh, he's not someone that I'm targeting. So if you want to target Aaron or uh, Marvin Jones, I can't knock you for that. Uh, and then last to finish this round is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Green Bay is going to a run first offense. So I don't want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. I think we've seen uh, his ceiling. Now, if he were to leave Green Bay and go to another team next year, maybe we consider Aaron Rodgers higher. But right now, as long as he's in Green Bay and Matt LaFleur is his coach, uh, I do not want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. All right. That looks like it's seven rounds in the books. All right. So... I'm going to finish the next half of the draft in the next episode. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed uh, these few rounds, and I hope you can take away something from this. Uh, Remember, check out my Patreon page, www.patreon.com backslash rotolounge. Help a brother out, all right? If you got some money to spare. Remember, this is not going to make me rich, all right? This is not even going to pay any bills, really. What I want to do is I want to provide you fantasy content. And by you providing, you know, some money, I'm going to be able to improve my setup. Cameras, lighting, computer software, uh, all the good stuff to, you know, maybe I'll be able to force more bourbon. Who knows? Probably not. That's going to come out of my own bank account. But. The money that you're going to pitch in and help the Roto Lounge grow is going to help provide and improve the experience that you have, whether it's the listening experience, whether whether it's the viewing experience. Uh, I want to make this enjoyable for you. But as a one-man show, all right, I'm pouring money into this, um, and it's fun. But if I'm providing some value to you, I would appreciate you contributing back to me. Um, you know, $2 a month, $5 a month for however long you can do it. Anything helps. All the money is going to go back into the Roto Lounge brand, logos, websites, you know, all that stuff costs money. Uh, and as a one man show, you know, I need your help. So if I'm dropping videos every night, uh, pull up, you know, get a glass of bourbon, a glass of beer, whatever you want to do, uh, and, and watch my videos on Patreon that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. And I hope you join me too. So I appreciate you. Uh, here's to you. Here's to me. 
make our fantasy picks. We never disagree because I'm going to help you crush your fantasy leagues and we're going to win this shit. All right. See you next time. <laughs>